You're listening to The Reading Riot. or what? Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Reading Riot podcast with your host, Kim. I just want to say a big thank you to everyone who listened to my last episode. It means the absolute world to me. And I had so much fun editing it and putting it all together and bringing in my good friend, Megan, and we just had a great time. So thank you so much to everyone who listened and Thank you for returning and coming back. This is going to be a really fun episode. I have another friend of mine named Natasha D. Lane, and she will be our special guest for this episode. And it's so funny how we met. It it feels like a small world, but not. Um, I met a bunch of girls during quarantine um, within the writing community on Instagram, and we all just connected, started messaging each other, and then one of them, Miss Lydia who you've heard before on my podcast, she had the great idea to make a group message. And we were just messaging each other all the time, different memes, questions about writing, and just all over the place with topics, honestly. Then Courtney, another member of our little group, she decided to put us on Discord, which if you know, you know is way better because now we have chats with different topics that we can um, chime in on, which is amazing because all these wonderful, talented women are across the nation. So we don't get to get together on weekends, which I wish we could. Oh, someday, someday, hopefully we can plan a big trip and finally all together meet. But with Natasha, I've actually had the lucky chance of meeting her in person. She came through New Orleans and I showed her around town, took her to all the great places to eat. And it just was amazing to finally see that friendship in like a physical form. So it was, it was super awesome. We had the best time and I thought she would be a great second guest, um, for this podcast and she's an indie author. So she has been doing that, doing her thing. You'll hear her story, um, because she originally started with traditional publishing. Um, but I'll let her tell you all about that. Um, I just want to say thank you again for listening. This is going to be a great episode. So we're going to talk to Natasha and then jump into some short stories. You guys better be ready. Connecting guest to the Reading Riot podcast. I would like to welcome Natasha D. Lane. Hi, everyone. It's nice to be here. Thanks for having me, Kim. Ooh, yes, I was so excited when you said you were down to do my podcast. So thank you so much for taking the time to do this. Yeah, no, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts and I have, um, been on a few others. So, you know, it's, it's, it's nice. (laughs) Oh, so you know what you're doing. You're ready to go. Yeah. You could say I'm a podcast pro perhaps. Ooh, I love it. (laughs) (laughs) So why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? 
Yeah. Okay. So hi, everyone. Like I said, um, thanks for having me here, Kim. So as Kim said, my name is Natasha D. Lane. I am a sci-fi and fantasy author as of now. I hope to explore other genres in the future, but Ooh. that's where I, I know. <laughs> um, but those are the two genres I focus in um, at the moment. I'm originally born and raised in Baltimore City, so East Coast, East Coast. Um, but <laughs> but <laughs> I am currently residing in Washington State, where I'm just continuing writing, um, working on the third book in my time travel series. And yeah, excited to be here. Oh, I, yeah, I'm so excited for you to be here. So why don't you tell us your start? How did you get started in writing? Like, what led you to write your first book? Yeah, so <laughs> that's... <laughs> That's like a comp. It's not complicated, but it's a long <laughs> it's a explanation. Yeah, it's like it's a tale. Well, I think in a way, I'm kind of cliche in the sense that I have always enjoyed reading and writing. And I wrote my first like novel. Air, I'll put air quotes around it because it was like not edited and was not formatted or anything. But right. I wrote my first like novel when I was in middle school. I was about like 13, and it was after. A, an English teacher of mine basically gave us an assignment to write a short story. And I wrote the short story. I realized, wow, I really liked, I really liked, you know, this experience of writing this short story. And she told me basically like, well, why, you know, you don't have to stop writing <laughs> just because, yeah. just because it's no longer like a homework assignment. And up until that point, you know, I was like the girl who was like writing poetry in the corner of the cafeteria, true story. Oh, it would I be like, <laughs> I was such a nerd. It was like, if you want to get an idea of like who I was in like middle school, um, I was that girl, me and like two other girls, we would be in the corner of the cafeteria and we would be writing poetry and then we would share our poetry with, with one another. So, <laughs> Oh my gosh. I would have so been friends with you guys. <laughs> that's it. I, I, I hope so. I mean, I thought we were cool, but like, I other think people that's did not super think- cool. That's like a movie. <laughs> other people did not think we were cool. <laughs> <laughs> They just, they just didn't know what was up yet. Exactly. They, they didn't understand. Um, so until that point, I had been writing poetry mostly. And then my teacher, like I said, she gave me the assignment and then she encouraged me. And so I started writing. And after that, I just couldn't stop. But I didn't get professional, I guess you could say professionally published until I was in college. Um, and at that time, I was a traditionally published author, meaning that I was published through a publishing house and um, I was working with them. Uh, they were they were a small publishing house actually actually in Seattle Washington, um, but things didn't work out with them. I did not I I just didn't really I didn't like one of the stuff I was writing because right. I really wanted to be a fantasy author, but they they wanted someone to write romance and they basically told me like well we can tell you can write because you submit your fantasy novel but you know we really want romance authors and so I did my tone of romance and it it helped me explore another genre. So I enjoyed that, but I was like, my heart has always in fancy first and foremost has always been like my heart. So I right. decided it was time to kind of leave them behind, leave them behind. That sounds snooty, not leave them behind, but we just <laughs> we went, we went separate ways basically is what I'm saying. And I decided, yeah, and that's pursue, okay. Yeah, exactly. And I decided to pursue the indie path. Um, and I've been on the indie path ever since. So yeah. Oh, that's, that's awesome. Why I to writing. <laughs> That's so cool. So tell us about the new series that you are currently working on. So my new series is my Kiana Morgan series. Um, the first book in the series is Involuntary Time Traveler. The most recent book that came out uh, last month. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it was it's only yep. last month, but it feels like much longer. Uh, the most recent book in the series that came out 
is uh, called Unexpected Warrior. I love and that title. He, thank you. And the third book uh, that we'll be releasing sometime in the future, I have not decided on a, on a release date yet, but the book okay. is going to be, yeah, <laughs> the book is going to be titled uh, Hunted Survivor. And it's Ooh, about, that's good. Yeah. I'm so, I'm so excited for it. Good titles there. <laughs> I can't wait to dive into it and I'm um, dive into writing that and everything. Um, but it's a time travel series. And it's essentially it focuses on our character, Kiana, who is a grad student at a university in Baltimore city. And the way, the way the world works in my, in my story is that magic is the norm. So basically everyone has magic. Like it's normal to see people casting spells, Mm-hmm. Uh, people use the word witch. It's just it's 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 like the regular modern day world, but with magic. Uh, cool. So I yeah. So my main character Kiana is a grad student on the magical battle track at a university in Baltimore City, and one day she is trying to help her younger sister perform a transportation a transportation spell, but her younger sister ends up accidentally sending Kiana back to the French Revolution, and Kiana has no idea how to get back because time travel magic, including the study of it, is forbidden. And so she basically... Yeah, so she basically has to like kind of stumble around <laughs> during the French Revolution. She meets some famous figures, the most famous person being the Marquis de Lafayette, who was a historical figure in the American Revolution and the French Revolution. So she meets him and she kind of has to like figure out how am I going to get back to my time? Um, and let's just say I don't make it easy for the girl. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> Got to learn some lessons along the way, right? Yeah, exactly. I think, you know, as a, like, I feel like you're probably the same. You have to torture your characters a little bit. <laughs> you have to make them suffer a little bit as a writer. Yeah. Well, if they, if it's all easy sailing, it's not a story. Like that's the whole point. There needs to be conflict. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. And it's but, not relatable if there's no conflict. Yeah, exactly. So what inspired the idea of this story? So it's, it's really funny. Um, <laughs> so I think, as writers, we get story ideas in lots of different ways. And sometimes they come to us in very different ways. So for me, yeah. with Kiana, I knew that I had this image of like a of a witch in my head. And I knew, I was like, I want to do some sort of story where like magic is the normal, you know? Because um, I have, I've written stories in the past where like the character has to hide that they have magic and everything like that, which I love those stories. And I love reading stories like that. But I was like, what if it was just normal? So I want to write, I knew I wanted to write a story like that. And I had mm-hmm. an image of this, character in my head and she was going to be a witch and i pictured her like falling down a green tunnel but i was like well, i was like where's the green tunnel coming from tasha like <laughs> what like yeah it was it was a very weird image and i was just kept wondering like what am i going to do with this like image i have in my head and what am i what am i going to do with this character and so one day i was sitting down with this it was this guy i was dating at the time and his family and we were watching um ha- hamilton on disney plus uh-huh. And so we're watching Hamilton. And if you have watched it, you know that the Marquis de Lafayette is a featured character in the, in the musical. Okay. So when he came onto stage, it was like, whoosh, like, it, it, like all of my, uh, it, it was like, everything kind of just like fell into place. Right. Yeah, it came together. Yeah. And I was like, what if the green tunnel <laughs> is a time tunnel? Ooh. And what if, the time tunnel takes her to the French Revolution. And what if? <laughs> what if oh, so you were set from there. Yeah, like it just, it just like, it kind of just like, like the puzzle pieces clicked. And I was like, I think I could write that story. And I, you know, I talked to a friend about it and they're like, yeah, you should definitely write that. And so now here I am. <laughs> 
Oh, I love it. That's so cool. That that's how stuff just comes together nowadays. Like you have you planted a seed, right? Mm-hmm. And then you just needed that that magical water for it to grow and you found it. And that is like that that's that's how like when I come up with ideas, that's how it is. I have like the concepts, but then from there it grows either when I'm driving or listening to music, like I get just different inspiration from all kinds of things. Yeah, exactly. It's like everywhere. You like constantly need to have like your notes app open on your phone uh, yeah. or like a pen and paper nearby. <laughs> exactly. Like I, I'm, I was in the middle of like finishing up my final draft of my uh, first book and I had come up with this like kind of ro- modern romance with like mm-hmm. kind of like a dark paranormal twist. And I just outlined it real quick because I was like, if I don't write this down now, I'm going to be screwed later when I want to come back to the idea. But yeah, if you don't write it down, sometimes you forget like those like those little golden little ideas. Yeah, 100% agree. How did you feel writing your short story for this podcast? Because I know that's a challenge for some people. Um, I felt <laughs> I had a few thoughts writing the short story. The first one was like this feel this like the prompt felt like a draw. It's okay. The prompt felt like young adult. And mm-hmm. I have in the last like two years, I've moved from young adult to like more like new adult writing. Okay. Um, so my characters are older. And so I was like, oh, this, this is starting to feel like a young adult story a little mm-hmm. bit. And then I started writing it. And then my next like, per- perhaps not an epiphany, because I've known this about myself. I was like, oh, Tasha, you have so many issues because like the story <laughs> took, I was like, the story took like a dark turn. I was like, why is it taking such a dark turn? And I was like, oh, just go with it. So, <laughs> oh, I am so excited to hear your story. You're going to have to go first or something. I don't know. That sounds, yeah. I'm super intrigued. Honestly, as I was writing it, I was like, this is getting, I was, this is getting depressing. I was like, does Kim want happy stories? Like, <laughs> You know what? I, with this podcast, I don't mark it as explicit. So I think the only red flag is language and super graphic mm. violence. Other than that, I think you're clear. <laughs> yeah. So it doesn't have, so there are no, there are no like swear words. There's no language issues. It's not a graphic. It's just like what ends up happening, but I can, I can go first if you want and we can see what happens from there <laughs> or you well, can go you know you away. know the rule either go first or you can go second and it's your pick um okay i'm gonna go first and okay. we well we'll see what happens okay so just let, let me know when i can when i can hop in <laughs> you got it you got it so for everyone listening this part of my podcast episode we do our short stories where i give a prompt to both me and my guests, and we write a short story using that prompt. And the challenge is to make it around a thousand words. So it can be under a thousand, it can be slightly over a thousand, but that's just like the general parameters. So for this prompt, I wrote, my little brother Terrence snuggled against me as I opened the giant storybook. Which story shall it be? I asked. And so from there, Natasha, you may begin, my darling. (laughs) You're listening to Writing Prompts with Kim Riot. Enjoy bookworm. My little brother Terrence snuggled against me as I opened the giant storybook. Which story should it be, I asked. The one with the dragon, he responded. They all have dragons, Terrence. He snuggled closer and turned his face up so he was staring at me. He narrowed his eyes and the dimples deepened in his cheeks. Glancing between me and, and his bedroom door, he grabbed my shoulder, pulled himself up and whispered, The one with the golden scales. Oh, That one. It was one of his favorites. At that moment, I heard my dad's car move up our gravel driveway. I tensed, and Terrence watched me, the tips of his little fingers digging into my shoulder. His hold on my shoulder tightened. 
Taking a deep breath, I rubbed his back before forcing an uncomfortable smile on my face. The front door opened, slammed, and my mom's hurried footsteps moved to meet my father. Terrence released a small gasp before dropping down and squirming from my arms. Before I could grab him again, my little brother had jumped up and twisted the door handle. As the door fell partially open, he squeezed through and ran to his usual spot. The spot he always went to when our parents would argue. With the door open, the screaming voices of my parents filled the room, and I found myself frozen to the spot I stood in. It was like they had developed some sort of mutant powers, and they could suddenly amplify their vocals and push me to stay in one place. I looked at the door, and I looked at the area where my little brother had ran to. I clutched the front of my hoodie and pushed forward. The door had been left partially open, so I just slipped through. Trying to open it anymore would have pulled at the hinges and let out a shallow squeak. I highly doubted either of my parents would have heard it, but I didn't want to take the chance. Not on a night like this, when my father was coming home late and my mother had been in a bad mood all day. As I stepped out into the hallway, I remembered being Terrence's age, a little girl stumbling around in the dark, hearing her parents scream. I followed the same path I had followed a thousand times before, and I found myself getting down to my knees and crawling, searching for my little brother. As expected, he was under the small side table by the stairs. It was a perfect view to watch as our parents argued in the living room below us. Their voices had grown louder, and my mom was shrieking as my dad tossed his keys to the ground and face darkened like a spell had been cast over him. When I was little, I would sometimes think that a witch had put a spell on my dad, and that's why he would be so mean sometimes. And when I got older and I read more paranormal and supernatural books, I wondered if my mom sometimes was possessed because of how angry she could be with my father and the sharp words she would say to him. I turned and watched Terrence, ducking just low enough so my head and shoulders could fit under the table. He was obviously much smaller than me and sat there with no problem. I watched him, wondering if, if he was also trying to figure out why our parents didn't get along. As they continued yelling, I started tapping on his shoulder. Terrence shrugged me off and kept watching our parents. I tapped again, and finally he looked at me, his eyes round and distant. Let's go, I whispered. But what if something happens? I shook my head. We couldn't do anything if something happened. I had tried that before. Well, I didn't like what happened in the end. Tapping on his shoulder again, I began to lightly tug at Terrence, but he pulled against me, holding onto the railing and slightly shaking the table. As the table hit the railing and a light thud happened, our parents looked up at us and I dropped to the ground, Terrence following me. Go to your rooms, they screamed. I grabbed Terrence by his shoulder, pulled him from under the table and pulled myself free and ran to his bedroom, closing the door behind us. My brother was shaking there, panting, shoulders rising, staring up at me. Do you think dad's mad? Shh, I responded. What, sh what, 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 what should we do? Just stay quiet. Our parents' voices had became muffled sounds behind us. Unsure of what to do, I grabbed my little brother, scooped him into my arms and picked up the big storybook. Let's read about the dragon with the golden scales, I said. But what if... No, it's okay. Don't worry about it. Let's just read about the dragon with the golden scales. He nodded, but I see that he didn't really want to read any longer. Our parents' voices were growing louder, and I heard a plate shatter against something. That would probably be left there tomorrow morning. That's when I would worry about it. I decided that it wasn't okay to stay in the house. Sometimes our parents' fights would move from the living room to the kitchen up to the second floor. There really wasn't a safe place. Everything was random and chaotic and angry and just not good. So I stepped to the window like I had done a few times before and I climbed down one of the banisters. The house wasn't too big, so it was an easy drop. And with Terrence in my arms, we lightly landed in the bushes and I let Terrence go so he could scramble free from me. 
Taking his hand, I walked into the garage and prepared to do what I had done before anytime when things got too bad at home and I needed to distract my little brother. I set him down next to our dad's lawnmower and I took out the old Christmas decorations and I prepared to tell the story of the dragon with the golden scales. Using the golden trim from our old Christmas tree, I looped it around myself and squatted down, making roaring sounds as our parents argued in the house. But here in the garage, we couldn't hear them. Here in the garage with my little brother, there was a story going on that they would never have the pleasure of participating in. I continued squatting and reading from the book that I had placed on the ground as I roared and clawed and told the story of the golden dragon. My little brother eventually stopped looking from the house and stared at me, his eyes losing a distant look, and it felt like he was coming back to me the more of the story he heard. Finally, when I was done and all the decorations had been used to their appropriate places in the story, my little brother walked up to me. Snuggling against me again, he smiled and said, you're my golden dragon. I laughed. It must be nice to be someone's golden dragon. And I felt that. Oh, is it over? <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> oh, that is that is kind of like a heavier version of like, you know, a, a YA. Like, you, you know what I mean? Like that did still feel new adult to me. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. In young adult stories, like... You hear about the parents fighting, but it's kind of like it goes to black type of thing. I heard my parents mm. fighting again. And then I just turned, you know, like you could have gone off and like just continued with the story. But instead, like you like described what was going on. Because I think kids who come from like parents that do fight a lot, like we've all experienced that. Where you're like creeping around the corner and you're listening. Yeah. And that's and that's heavy stuff as a kid. Yeah, no, definitely. I'm glad I'm I'm glad you liked it. Because like I said, I was so tired. I was like, I gotta pull this together. I like, I no, I really, I really appreciated the direction that you took it in because it felt very relatable. Mm. And then like I like how the older sister like took charge and got him out of that like situation so he could truly enjoy the story about the dragon. If I had more time, I would have actually told the story of the golden of the dragons of the dragon with the golden skills. I was like, we gotta get through this. <laughs> but you know, that's the thing. That's the challenge that I like to create with these prompts is that you got to go around a thousand words. You can be like close. Like, for example, my my story is a thousand and seventy one words. So like <laughs> it's right there on the edge. But it's hard to create like a full story within that that um, amount of words. Yeah. Yeah. Because you got to be more choosy with which direction you're going to go in. Yeah. But I liked how you focused on the on the parents and like them sneaking in and like listening in. Because <laughs> I can relate to that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like, I, so it was really funny. I was on Instagram the other day and I don't know if she was like a licensed therapist, but the woman was like, are you someone who, who's drawn to dark things? Did you have a messed up childhood? <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, it was so, it was just so funny. She's like, the reason you like this sort of stuff is probably because, and I was like, oh, that explains so much. And so when I started writing this, literally, and so when I started writing this, I was like, I look at this dark direction I'm taking. Of course. Well, <laughs> well, I really enjoyed it. That was really good. Thank you. Okay. I'm excited to hear yours. I want to hear what you do with the story. Right, right. So um, I kind of was inspired after I wrote the prompt and I was like, okay, I've got a direction. So he here we go. My little brother Terrence snuggled against me as I opened the giant storybook. Which story shall it be? I asked. His green eyes nervously glanced to his closet and then back to the book and shrugged. Terrence had been like this ever since we moved into this house. He couldn't sleep and claimed he saw a monster inside his closet every night. 
His lack of sleep had gotten so bad, his teacher finally informed us he was sleeping in class. Which meant mother and father couldn't ignore it any longer. An expensive psychiatrist claimed a routine before bed was key to rid the monster and recommended fairy tales of brave children facing their fears, which would inspire Terrence. I wasn't convinced of her pricey advice, and it seemed neither was Terrence. Since Terrence was just beginning to learn to read, I took it upon myself to find a story he would connect to, and that meant making one up. I know just the one, I said, and flipped through the pages to the author's acknowledgement section. But there's no pictures, he pointed out. Ah, but this story doesn't need pictures. You have to use your imagination, okay? He nodded against my arm as I pretended to start reading. Uh, Once upon a time, there was a little boy named Timothy, and he lived in an orphanage. But this was no ordinary orphanage, but one that was in a magical kingdom called Hereafter. There, mystical creatures lived among the humans, and they all got along in harmony until one dark night when it all changed. What changed? Terrence asked, already nervous for the boy. I cleared my throat and tried to think fast, having never made up a story before. With the camouflage of thick white fog, the spooks arrived to hereafter in search of scared children. (gasps) Terrence gasped, and for a moment I thought I was about to make things worse, until he said, Go on, what happened next? The spooks, who looked like dark shadows and only seen by children, went to hide in their closets in the kingdom to steal their sweet dreams and replace them with nightmares. Oh no, Terrence whispered, staring at the page like he could read the words. The parents of the humans and magical creatures of hereafter tried all they could to rid the spooks from their homes, but they couldn't see the creatures to protect their children. It was even worse for Timothy because the orphanage had no parents to protect them. So each night, the spook would open the closet door in the dormitory and steal all the orphan's dreams. This is a scary story, Rebecca. I don't know if we should finish it, Terrence said, now hiding from the book. I glanced at Terrence's closet and knew if I didn't end this story with a happy ending, he would have another nightmare, and this time it would be all my fault. But you have to hear what Timothy did next. He looked from the acknowledgments page and then back to me. Okay, he said hesitantly and held my arm tight. Night after night, the spook would come, but Timothy had finally had enough. He was tired of being scared and he hated seeing his friend so frightened. So one night when the spook opened the door, Timothy stood in front of it and balled his fists, preparing for a fight. My name is Timothy and I'm not afraid of you. The spook tilted his shadowy head and stared at the brave boy. No child had ever stood up to a spook before, not until Timothy. Surprised by his bravery, the spook only took a single step forward. Timothy held his ground and yelled again, My name is Timothy and I am not afraid of you! The spook stopped and its dark eyes widened. Soft steps sounded behind Timothy as another orphan boy stood at his side. My name is Dane and I am not afraid of you! The spook took a step backward, appearing frightened by the brave boys. Come, my friends, Timothy shouted. Together we can defeat it. Then the rest of the orphans jumped from their beds and stood behind Timothy, ready to face the spook. We are the orphans of hereafter, and we are not afraid, Timothy yelled at the creature. In unison, Timothy's friends repeated his words. We are the orphans of hereafter, and we are not afraid. We are the orphans of hereafter, and we are not afraid. 
The spooks started shaking and retreated back into the closet. The children followed and closed in on the spook. Finally, the spook let out a howl and disappeared. Terrence gasped, (gasps) eyes wide staring at the page as it continued. The children looked at one another as Timothy walked into the closet to find they defeated the creature by being brave. Wow, Terrence whispered. The rest of the kingdom, however, still didn't know how to get rid of the spooks. So one day, when the panicked king asked his subjects to find a way to defeat the scary monsters, Timothy stepped forward. He told the listening crowd his tale in the dormitory and how he and his fellow orphans had defeated the creature. So that very night, brave humans and magical children stood in front of their closet doors and told their haunting spooks they were not afraid. As if they had never existed, all the spooks in hereafter disappeared and the children never had a nightmare again. But what happened to Timothy? My brother asked. Well, uh, the kingdom rejoiced and to honor Timothy who had saved them all, the king adopted the boy, naming him the brave prince of hereafter. The end. For effect, I closed the book and turned to my brother. So Timothy defeated the spook by being brave? That's right, I said softly flicking my brother's nose. Terrence looked to his closet. So I need to be brave like Timothy? I slowly nodded, not sure if my made-up fairy tale worked. Terrence sat up then and tossed off the covers and stomped over to his closet. Before grabbing the handle, Terrence took a breath and pulled open the door. I froze, not sure if what I was seeing was real. Standing before my brother stood a dark shadow. My brother shouted, My name is Terrence and I am not afraid! The shadow glanced at me then and disappeared. The, the, that's right, Terrence, I gulped. Don't be afraid, even though I was terrified. The end. Oh my gosh, that was so cute! I, <laughs> it was much lighter than mine. <laughs> it felt very, I, like, like, fairy tale esque. I, I liked it. Oh, they, yeah, I, I think I, I tend to write more YA, so I think that's why the story went in that direction. <laughs> it was good. I like that. Big sis, like, helping helping younger brother conquer his fear. Aw. Yeah, but I still wanted there to be, like, a fantasy element to it, so that's why there was really something in his closet. <laughs> yeah, of course. Because then I kind of, like, envision, like, say the short story had continued, like, the sister would have started, like, investigating this dark shadow. So it could either have turned into her befriending the dark shadow in the closet or mm-hmm. her defeating it in the end because it got scary. So, like, it could have gone, like, any direction after that. That's kind of what I envisioned. Yeah. Or, like, maybe if she was, like, getting bullied at school, she learns how to control the dark shadow to, like, kick the bully's asses. <laughs> Oh, yeah, like he would start helping the family out in different things. Exactly. Like mom comes home, comes home to shout, like, let me carry those groceries for you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there's like a lesson to be learned. Yeah, because I had um, just read um, Phantom Heart. So it's a mm-hmm. Phantom of the Opera retelling. And so instead of it being, you know, taking place in an opera house, it's the phantom is a ghost in an old Victorian style house. So um, mm-hmm. that's how he, in, the phantom interacts with the the people of the house. He ends up interacting with the girl. So I loved that book so much, by the way. So if anyone is interested in reading it, please read it. It's probably my favorite book of the year. It was so good. It was like a paranormal romance. It was, it was fantastic. 
I have, so the other day I went to the library and I got like six books. <laughs> I yes, books I love I it. <laughs> I think the librarian was like watching me just walk with a stack of books. She's like looking at me and it's like, what can I say? All my holds came in at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> That's the excuse. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I love it. So what's, what's a book that you've read recently that you were like a huge fan of? Uh, oh, okay. Hmm. Well, do, do they only have to be fiction or nonfiction? It can be whatever you're reading. So, okay. I am working on like a little side project. And for those reasons, I've been reading a lot of nonfiction books. Most recently, um, I finished reading Tyrannical Mindset, which is like a book that goes into the minds of famous dictators and basically Ooh. tries to like psychoanalyze them. So that has been very, very interesting. Um, on the nonfiction side, the last book I read, oh gosh, it was it was the it was the second book in the Brown Sisters series. What what is it called? Get a take a hint. Oh, take a hint, Danny Brown. That's what it was. Um, it's a romance comedy, and I loved every minute of that book. I totally adored the male lead. He was like a huge, like grumpy guy, but he's like a big softy and like he adores like the the um the lead female character Danny, who's like this kind of like weird like academic feminist who's like I'm gonna cut my hair and dye it pink. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that. Fucking awesome. <laughs> that is so cool. Oh well, now our listeners have a few books to check out for sure. Yes, definitely check out a lot. Check out all the books. Um, definitely take out like six books at a time at your local library. You know, <laughs> and that just like wink at the librarian as you leave. <laughs> That way you're just set for the next few weeks. (laughs) Well, Natasha, thank you so much for being on this episode. This was so much fun. I'm definitely going to have to have you on here again. Yes, of course. I love it. I also love your intro music. (laughs) I have to admit, I used GarageBand and I like put together some loops and I was like, you know what? This works. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you again so much. And this was an amazing time. Thank you. Hope to be here again. Yes. All right. Thank you, everyone, and have a good one. (laughs) Catch you later.